The Muster Events Diary with Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Click beeflambnz.com. Joining us from Beef and Lamb this afternoon on The Muster is Jason Archer, Genetic Specialist for Livestock with Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Jason, welcome to the programme. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Andy, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate your time this afternoon. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a big deal, isn't it, genetics? Um, we seen Country Calendar the other night focusing on Kepler Station of what's going on there. And, um, yeah, you've had a bit to do with that, I believe. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, yeah, so it was a great, it was a great Country Calendar show. And, um, you know, I thought Travis and his team did, did a fantastic job of presenting some really interesting stuff they're doing down there. So, um yeah, we're uh, Beef and Lamb New Zealand um, as part of its Informing New Zealand Beef Program, which is also um, co-funded by MPI, I should add. Um, we essentially um, fund and design and, and um, the beef processing test work that's going on down in Kepler Station. And uh, the staff at Kepler sort of obviously look after the animals, or they own the animals. They, they bought a whole lot of animals for us. Um, they own the animals and... and um, do the measurements and, and we come down and assist with the measurements too. So, so that's um, my offside around a boy who does a lot of that, the actual real work in, in the project. Um, yeah, so that sort of was around um, setting up comparisons between Angus and Hereford with the long-term goal of being able to um, select them on the same, with the same information on the same basis. So right now you can do EVBs on Angus, you can do EVBs on Hereford, but you can't compare the two. Um, and so that's a long-term goal of the processing test. And in the meantime, we'll also get some, some great data on, on the bulls um, that we use. And um, we'll also demonstrate the, the hybrid vigour of that crossbred cow, measure it and, and, and demonstrate it. And we know there is hybrid vigour there. Um, but, um, yeah, just, just quantifying that in the New Zealand context and, and showing people the benefits of that is, is sort of a sideshow, but um, will also be a... a Jason, when you're doing a study like this on progeny, um, do you have a time frame in mind for collating results, I suppose? Yeah, everything cattle happens slowly, so obviously um, for things like carcass traits, you know, by the time we select the bulls, make the animals, um, you know, then it's a year later we get the calves born, and then it's another sort of 18 months to two years uh, later that we, we actually get the carcass results. Um, so that's part of it. But also on these, um, you know, we're quite big on actually looking at the female maternal side of things too. So for these animals, um, they'll be mated as yearlings um, and we'll um, conception date scan them when we, when we, when we previously scan them. So we get that conception date to sort of within uh, five or so days. Um, they'll have their calf, they'll wing the calf, um, they'll be remated um, while they're rearing that calf and we'll, we'll measure their performance as a rebreeding female as a two-year-old again before they um, they go to wherever they go after the project. But um, what we've found in our previous work is it's actually that rebreeding as a two-year-old where the genetics really makes the difference. Um, it's not so much as getting them in calf um, in the first time around, but getting them back in calf, which, you know, your listeners, if the farmer listeners will, um, will understand that that's that's always the hardest mating anyway, is that getting back in calf after the first calf, and, and that's where we're finding the genetics is really important. Yeah, that was going to be my next question as well. A couple of the big takes that you found so far from the project. 
so, so the, the work at Kepler is pretty early days. Um, we've really only got the first bunch of cars on the ground and they're 12 months old. And um, we started um, at a smaller scale. I think we started with about 300 heifers that we mated um, first year, and now we're up to 500, which is where we'll, we'll um, be ongoing. So, but looking back historically, so we've done other projects in Kepler work in the past, and the Kepler stuff is really an extension of that, and we've linked it all in. Um, and we've found a bunch of um, really useful things for industry, and, and you know that reproductive and, and facility performance is one of the key messages. Um, you know, another one is um, making sure we have cows and, and the right body condition score, um, and and how we do that, um, and, and its impact on fertility. I guess um, and that's probably less of a genetic message, but also a management message. Um, and then we've done a lot of work around the carcass um, side of things and the um, you know, the, the marbling, the expression of marbling and carcasses and, and the hit rate for we've been killing our cattle through um, still within farms BCT programs, so we get hit rates for that. Um, and, you know, genetics, genetics impacts on all of that stuff. Are you limiting the breeds that you're doing your science towards? Yeah, so, so at Kepler um, right now we are using Angus and Hereford um, and we really don't have room in terms of just the number of animals there to, to do much more but you know Angus and Hereford can constitute probably 85% plus of our maternal cow herd in New Zealand so, so that's why that. We're also just in the process now of setting up a new site in the North Island and that will be um, at Lockenville Station and um, they've got an Angus cow herd there and we'll be using the same Angus and Hereford bulls up there but we'll also be using um, Simmental bulls as well. So that sort of then covers off the three um, most numeric breeds in terms of breed society numbers anyway um, in New Zealand. Um, and in the past, we've also had data on stabilisers and also a handful of Sherlock bulls as well. So Jason, just to finish up, considering all the exotic breeds that are out there, the fundamental breeds, I suppose you could argue, of New Zealand beef cattle are pretty much still to the fore. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, and particularly when, I guess, you know, we're really interested in um, not just, um, you know, it's easy to focus on carcass, and, and, and it's important because that's, you know, we absolutely have to have the product right for the consumer. But, you know, our beef breeders are also just as adamant and, and rightly so that um, we need a cow that performs in our environment. So um, we really yeah, do want to focus on, on that maternal side of things as well and, and by, by focusing on those breeds, um, you know, we've captured um, most of the of the um, of the breeds of, of the cattle in Zealand, but we are also working with people like the Shorthorn Association and so forth, so it's not just those breeds. Um, Hey, Jason Archer, genetic specialist for livestock for Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Thanks very much for your time this afternoon on the muster. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks very much, Andy. Jason Archer there from Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Uh, yeah, the country calendar episode on uh, Kept the Station at the weekend, it, it was it was interesting viewing. And um, it's one thing about country calendar. It's aimed at an urban audience, but absolutely is going to capture the imagination of the rural viewer as well. And... Um, especially in this game where a lot of people is relevant to their day-to-day operations. You're going to watch that program and see what's going on. So, um, yeah, just good to catch up with Jason and see what's happening up there in a bit more in-depth as well. Coming up next on The Muster, Thursday afternoon, uh, Guy Michaels from Dairy NZ. Push it, push it, push it.